Um, actually, over a thousand podcast episodes. Whoa, whoa! Hey, fact check, Fonzie. I fact know, I know. Check. Prior to that, I said I'm going to challenge myself and do a hundred k in a hundred days. You never know what. We're all like one connection away from amazing things happen. Oh, baby, let's go. The one connection away. Love it. Hey, I'm Luis. I'm Fonzie. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast, where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. Go to contentisprofit.com and join the community. Come hang out, guys. It's fun on this side of the world. Yeah, Absolutely. let's go. On this side of the internet. In the internet. The interwebs. <laughs> Eventually, maybe a live show coming. Ooh, maybe. Uh, who knows? That'd be know. a lot of fun. We'll be somewhere next week and you'll, you'll see, you'll find out. But Fancy, tell me, what are we talking about today? Yes, today we're talking about how consistent publishing can help you build a national brand. Ooh, ooh la la. Uh, uh, ooh la la. Well, that... Uh, my my, my French friends would say, ooh la la. Okay, well, that <laughs> and much more, guys. I am yep. very excited for this conversation today. You kind of, like, cut up a little bit with our guest, and then you haven't stopped talking about it. So I'm like, let's do this. He's a cool guy. He's a cool hey, guy. What can I say? Uh, before we jump into that, do we have a sponsor today, Fonzie? Indeed, we do. Thank you for asking, good sir. And You're today's welcome. sponsor is your own, The Biz Bros. Oh, baby. Let's yes, go. this podcast is possible thanks to Content Mom. Momentum. If you are looking to multi-purpose your podcast or video content and turn them into profit, mm. make sure you slide in the DMs at BizBrosco on Facebook, on Instagram. That's right, guys. And if you are enjoying these conversations on your favorite podcasting platform, go ahead and follow the show. Make sure because every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, these episodes are dropping full of value for you to take action and create whatever reality you want to create. That is right. And if today's guests help you move one step forward towards your goal, please don't don't forget to share this episode because you might be doing the same exact thing for somebody else mm. and and leave a five-star review thank you 210 baby that's right we are back with episode 210 and we bring you somebody that's a veteran in the world of publishing someone that has leveraged their content to build a national brand that is right shout out to mr Adam Scheibel for introducing us to today's guest who has recorded over 600, let me repeat that, 600, 600 podcast episodes while growing his real estate investment company with which he has purchased over 50 million in assets in the last 18 months. Absolutely amazing. He's the founder and CEO of We Close Notes, a featured speaker and educator at dozens of investment clubs and real estate workshops across the country and the podcast host. and the host yeah podcast <laughs> so what happened Fonzie the podcast host of the No Closers show I totally missed that word but it's okay please welcome the one and only Mr. No Closer and winner of the Just Made Up Prize for the best yard in Texas Scott Carson What's up, Scott? <laughs> What's going on, fellas? What is going on? Oh, I figured man. you'd have just—I figured you'd have some new walkout music. Just walk it out. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. We 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 <laughs> gotta we gotta start putting in the form when we bring people in. Send just telling them like, out. hey, make sure you bring your dance moves. Right? <laughs> or, or you know, or like in baseball, like you have your walk-up music to the park. You know, I was uh, yeah. be like the. The, the equalizer, bum, bum, or, you know, or, you know, yeah, yeah, that yeah, that, that'd be pretty good, pretty good. May, you know, when we have the actual DJs on the show, eventually <laughs> one day, it's we're going to have all that stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be amazing. Scott, man, thank you so much for being here. I'm extremely excited. Uh, I think you're the guest, honestly, that has the most podcast episodes, but it goes way beyond just that. I mean, when I talk to you on the phone... And you told me everything that you do and, you know, the platforms that you're in, how invested you are into publishing. Honestly, my mouth just dropped open. I was like, wow, this is absolutely amazing. We need to discuss this on the show. So before we get into that, who is Scott Carson? Right? For those that don't know who you are. Yeah, so I call Austin, Texas home. Picture of my backdrop here for watching us live. Or Beautiful. Catch it on the YouTube replay later on. Uh, Austin takes me home. I've been an active real estate investor for over 20 years, been an active marketer for roughly about 25. And, mm. you know, I, I love what I do. I love working with real estate investors, both seasoned and brand new to help them kind of expand their audience. 
because I'm a big believer no matter what you're in, whether you're selling real estate, selling notes, selling tiddlywinks or yeah. whatever, <laughs> we're all in the media space these days. Yes, and yes. so that's that's one thing I pride ourselves on is being a media expert. And uh, we've done a really good job with our niche in the, the distressed note space. It's a niche within the real estate community. And uh, that's why they call me the note guy. I'm the guy that started sharing videos of what me going out looking at properties or breaking down assets years ago. And yeah, um, you know, we've just leveraged our media expertise and our audience and always embraced it kind of like not we don't need to go viral we just need to make get it out in front of one person yes and and, and grow it that way and so Say we look back it. yeah and you know that's that's a little bit about me love to love to cook yeah you, you uh like not, to garden not. a little small backyard as well too love to travel but since Ooh. we're not traveling that much we're we're, we're spending <laughs> some time having some fun here yeah. yeah scott you're gonna have to send us some pictures of your yard so then we can put them you know as an overlay right here when we're talking about it <laughs> I, after you told me that you have that awesome yard and you grow all these things i was like man i want to see it it, it sounds so amazing <laughs> You can go to my Instagram and check it all out in there. We'll share my personal Instagram. I just picked a big yellow bell pepper off it just like three minutes ago walking outside. So, yeah. Beautiful. Um, you know, before Fonzie started asking the really smart questions and the fun ones, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, I'm very interested. Right? You you mentioned a niche with, within a niche, right? Like, and uh, I remember, like, when we first started our journey as entrepreneurs, not that long ago, like, you like we're five years in, right? But I remember having a very hard time trying to see, okay, where, like, what's my niche? Like, I, I, do we really need to choose a niche, right? And everybody out there that we looked up to, the people, our coaches, everybody's like, you guys have to figure out what that niche is, right? What we picked was a process, right? Like, we were like, ah, oh, we don't want to be the people on the social media for the fitness. We don't want to be the fitness, the, the social media thing for the dietitians, right? Like we don't want to pick that because we're, we weren't passionate about it. Mm -hmm. We're passionate about the process and the systems that we build that can apply to a wider like a, a wide range of people that publish right so we that was our specific pick now i'm curious how was that journey for you because i know every like a lot of entrepreneurs starting their journey that is a very big roadblock and i believe that they have to crush from the very beginning to be able to grab some traction so how was that part in there for you so with real estate investing like many people go to workshops and seminars and they what's sold is a bad lie in the real mm -hmm. estate industry. And I piss people off all the time when I say this, is that yeah. when people go networking to real estate clubs or expos, it's always about, hey, learn this new tool to add a tool to your tool belt, mm -hmm. okay? And so there's all different things and niches. And I'm a big believer, like, listen, you're gonna get better with one tool and knowing that one tool, like the, there's a guy replacing his roof two doors down for me yeah. yesterday. Those guys didn't have a saw and a ruler <laughs> and all these tools. They had their damn hammer because that's what they're using most of the time. Yeah. And so that's what you have to look at. You go deeper versus going wide. And a lot of people want to go wide. Well, their message gets watered down because they're not really the expert on one specific aspect. Now, if you can identify one mm. niche and really do a deep dive on that, become the expert in that niche, it'll boost your searchability. It'll also add value to your audience because yeah, you'll be the yeah. person that people go to to talk about notes or going about content or pod. You know, monetize your podcast or video distribution or whatever it might be. Yeah. Going deep is always going to be much more efficient than going wide. Because if you're going wide, yeah. you're going to spread yourself out too thin. And there's enough people going wide. Like, there's so many entrepreneurship <laughs> podcasts out there. It's so generic. So many. Yep. There's so many real estate podcasts out there that are so, gen so generic. People want to go for specific things, and that's why the niche is so valuable. And when we... When I started diving in the note space back in 2008, I was leaving the mortgage industry. We had a big upturn with a great re great recession here in the United States taking place. And so I said, let's just hang our hat on that because that's what's available. And then when I started looking and yeah. researching, yeah. there was only a couple other people that were doing it. Yeah. And no nobody was embracing you know, real world marketing strategy. It was all like the dark ages. Let's go <laughs> knock on some doors or send out a million letters and postcards. I'm like, oh nobody wants to do that. So I always make the joke that, hey, it's the 21st century and Scotty is here to beat me up and I'm giving her all she's got, <laughs> Captain. Yeah, I love it. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about, you know, the dark ages, how you <laughs> notice that. And then you saying it is time for Scotty to take over, right? Like, what was it? that how did you notice that in the first place i mean you say you had marketing experience in the past but what made you say i'm going all in into media right and gary v says this very well he's like now every company is a media company first and then the other company right and you are the clear example of that 
So I'll give a great example is I was doing YouTube videos and not really being focused on. I'm actually on my second YouTube channel because my first one got shut down somehow. But anyway, I was traveling the country literally back in 2010. I sold everything that I owned except my dog and my truck and some clothes. And I was traveling the country and I went, I spoke four nights in a row at four different investment clubs, one in San Antonio, one in Austin, one in San Diego, one in LA. And every night when I walked in, before people even knew who the heck I was, I had someone come up to me, hey, you're that note guy. <laughs> I was that like, that, you're that note guy. I was like, ah, oh, YouTube's working. It's a powerful tool. And my audience is telling me how to brand myself. Yeah, and yeah. they didn't say you're the real estate guy. They didn't say you're the fix and flip guy or the apartment guy. They you're the note guy. Yeah. And that stood really strong. That was one major moment. The next moment mm-hmm. was actually uh, Halloween of 2015 i was in las vegas at an event and i heard kevin harrington from the shark tank mm, and yeah. he pitches every you know he's pitches everything else these days too but yeah. he, was, he was on stage and this is just when facebook live was coming out and starting to do that stuff and he literally got on stage and said listen if you want to be known you have to embrace video you have to start sharing it because it's gotten a lot easier to do it versus just using the old flip cameras like we used to do back in the day <laughs> You can do it now from your smartphone and you yeah, just embrace yeah. it. So the next day, November 1st, I was back in my office. I got my team together. So we're going to start doing daily videos of like a fly in the wall. What, what are we focused on today and share that? And so we started doing that on Facebook Live and we saw just a huge engagement on that when Facebook didn't, you know, had a better algorithm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a more friendly and, one. <laughs> exactly. Friendly algorithm. And that really did well. And that led to us with us doing that for 150 days straight. Mm. really see the value of launching a podcast called the note closure show i was against doing a podcast because i didn't want to do all that extra work i was like what's the easiest thing okay our yes. phone or zoom <laughs> yeah and and we've been doing zoom and we do a monday night webinar for like 10 years straight now yeah just touching base so that's the thing is just okay let's embrace it and just start sharing and start sharing and start sharing yeah yeah and, and now that that's led to us having a lot of content a lot of training uh, so, actually, over a thousand podcast episodes. Whoa, whoa! Hey, fact check, Fonzie. I fact know, I know. Check. That's okay. We got six, <laughs> six sixty on the main one, and then we've got two other podcasts that we are, are, are spun off from our main one to hit us over a thousand. Then I've been on over three hundred other podcasts out there too. But wow. that's that. That's not built overnight. That's and people say, "Wow, that's crazy." I'm like, "Eh." If you think about it, that, we record three episodes on average, three to five episodes a week. It's an average thing. You just build that part of your marketing plan. And we've always taken the approach like, okay, what are we doing today? What's our first first thing we're doing today to market ourselves? Is it a podcast episode? Is it a webinar? What's that first? And that's helped us yeah. get the marketing out versus most people wait till the end of the day. And they're like, well, well what, what can we throw against the wall with the least amount of effort? And I'm like, let's focus on it first. Yeah and, yeah, and the numbers don't lie. Wow, yeah. I love I love that. Was the one thing we're gonna do right now, first thing in the morning, to mark yourself. I love that because a lot of people, like you said, they wait till the end of the day, and then your willpower is through the ground. You're tired. You're hungry. You just yeah. want to go home, right? Take a little nap. Yeah, well, and- I, I, I remember when we had uh, you know, we we started helping a network of fitness studios here in town, right? And I remember one of the things when we met with all the managers, we were about like eight managers, right? We're like. Where, where is content like in your day some of them didn't even have it and then the ones who did there was like the last thing and there was like an afterthought it's like ah like you said like just just throw something out there so we can have something out there and we had to flip that script right and the second that we did right obviously combination of leverage how do we actually do this in, in a very smart way in a way that actually like promotes the locations right then everything started mm-hmm. to change but i love the fact that that's the first thing that you gotta have in your yeah. agenda like like what is the one thing that we're gonna do to market the business yeah absolutely i i do have a question i want to go back a little bit you mentioned 150 days of live that is absolutely amazing i'm gonna put a little bit of context to this question my brother and i we have a challenge called the 45 live right and for you listening you might know about it because we talk about it all the freaking time right and the last (laughs) time we did it we made it public for the first time. A hundred people join and there might be a season four coming. So stay tuned. But you know, Scott, for us, that was literally what kicked us into publishing mode. We did it for 45. Well, we actually didn't finish the 45 <laughs> days in a, in a row, but we saw results, right? At day 17, we closed our biggest deal to date. And I was like, wow, this works. Getting in front of people 
consistently sharing with the right message, right? It works. But there is a lot, there is a lot of, you know, issues for people, challenges to get live. And most of them are a little bit of internal problems, right? A little bit, it could be confidence, you name it, whatever it is. But I'm curious for you, do you have that? Did, did something maybe, you know, came to your mind that is like, ah, why am I doing these lives? Or I'm afraid of go jumping on live. I I'm extremely curious of that 150 day journey. So I just, you know, we put it out there. I mean, I, 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 it, it dates back to really six years prior to that. I've said, I'm going to challenge myself and do 100K in 100 days. And so before the video side, I was doing a little short blog every day of what I focused on my business with photos and what I focused on. And well, like you, I never got to finish 100 days because by day 56, I was so busy and slammed. Wow. I'd already made 100 grand. So it was a blog I wrote Ooh. sharing and I saw a lot of momentum from that. So that's why I said, let's, let's do 150 days straight. And we're just going to do it every Monday through Friday, eight minutes to an hour on a different subject we're working on. But that's the thing is if you're fearful, it's because... Embrace it. Hey, I'm brand new. This is my journey. I'm documenting my journey. It's like you see this in weight loss. People always mm -hmm. wear themselves, you know, take a photo on their bathing suit that's showing them their muffin top or their <laughs> yeah. or their engine for their love machine hanging out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you then you have the after. If, if you start doing things on a daily basis of exercising a muscle yeah. or doing content, you look back in 30 days or 60 days. Oh my God, you won't recognize what you were you'll see all the momentum you just have to give it time to grow and i think that's yeah why yeah. i make a lot of analogies in my coaching and training about hey like planting seeds yeah, yeah. you got and, and unfortunately we live in such a society today that has such zero patience we want mm -hmm. instant gratification we want to we want to order that burger we on see on tv and have it delivered in yep. front of us so we're smearing ketchup on our face in less than 30 minutes you know you got to give it time and patience and most people don't realize the, the rules of marketing You know, that, that 80% of sales or conversion comes after the fifth contact. And it's only a 2% on the first time they send an email out, 3% in the second, 5% yeah. in the fourth, and, you know, five, you know 10% on the, the fifth. But that most of your sales is in the touch and the fault. And so that's the way about yeah. going on a regular basis. It's not everybody's waiting on Facebook at 11.05 a.m. <laughs> yeah. for you to go live or yeah. waiting for your LinkedIn post or Yeah, you know, or yeah. on YouTube, although YouTube's got some analytics that you can use to figure out when they are. Yeah. You just got to start building an audience and stay consistent because we, yeah. I mean, we're, we live in a world of flakes. Everybody flakes yeah. off. Mm -hmm. We just need to stay consistent and share it and give it time. That's why we always said, I got to thank Gary V. One is greater than zero. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like when I do a, a video or something, if one person see it, great, we're happy with, we're moving on. Maybe that one person is the one person that need to see it, but. Just hurts. just sticking to it. I mean, yeah, everybody's scared to go on camera, but you all have a message. A, yeah. a, a great a great book to read is, uh, I talk about this all the time, is Tribes by Seth Godin. Yes. And it talks about how we have tribes around us. And yeah. our tribes are looking for leadership, whether it's at work, the office, church, or PTA, meetup groups, or podcast groups. We're all looking for leadership, and it might as well be you leading yeah. versus somebody else. Absolutely. And You know, you don't have to lead your tri every tribe, but on the ones that make the most impact, it might as well be you sharing yeah. your message and getting it out. Yeah, yeah. I um, I thank you for sharing that story because you know we've, I mean, yeah, people hear from us from the 45 days. The first time was 15 days. Second time was 17 days, right? For you, your blog, it works. Like it, it does work, and mm -hmm. uh, you know that patience and consistency, consistency is a competitive advantage of your business, right? If you are able to stay consistent for a long period of time and then build little by little, brick by brick, those systems to keep that consistency as yeah. we move forward and getting those resources, you're going to win because guess what? You're going to be on top of mind of those people. And I, I want to touch on the, the tribe side of things. And I, and I remember the first time that we started developing like people that are uh, resonating with the message, right? It was like when we first launched the show, we were like right after like season two or 45 live, And people started to like come in and ask questions and um, and build a relationship. And those questions and that feedback shaped a lot of what we do now, right? Because we're like, all right, we're throwing this solution out there, right? What happens? Give me feedback. Like, is this good? Is this helping? Is this providing the results that you need? Immediately, we're getting feedback and we're implementing right away, right? That was our specific case because we were creating a system from 
basically scratch, right? And that helped us a lot. And sometimes entrepreneurs, you know, they try to find a solution to a problem that they're having. And then when they put it out to the world, right, what happens is that feedback crushes it. Just last night, I was talking to um, Alex and Filippo. He was one of our guests, like initial uh, uh, 100 episodes. Great guy. And they have an incredible software company, which is Podmatch. Huge shout out, right? But uh, we were talking about his journey on creating a software. He comes from the aerospace like industry. And yeah. he was like, man, it was nothing what I thought it would be because there's so much fear. And he goes like, people are mean, man. People are mean. And I'm like, but he's like, he's taking it, right? Like we're, we're going to kill him with kindness, right? At the same time, that's all feedback that they've implemented. And then they turn the, those people turn around, right? And it happens with publishing, right? For them has been really intense because their growth has been incredible. But also with publishing, if it's that one person that you mentioned, it's incredible yeah. because that feedback is going to come. You take it, implement, and it's just going to get better every single day. So yeah. I appreciate you sharing that story with us. Uh, so hopefully, you know, for you, listener, it works. Try yeah. it out. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, so, Scott. Let me throw something on here. We, I think we're all scared of the trolls out there. And God <laughs> yeah. knows we have so many trolls out there. The so. keyword warriors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing. You will never have somebody doing more then you are in a level above you talking negative about you. It's always mm-hmm. somebody who's doing less or jealous of you. Yes. Yeah. I had a mentor of mine, Greg Reed, who's the author of Think Grow Rich, Three Feet from Gold, talk about three buckets of people. We have our warm bucket of friends, family members that love us. They adore us. They're our biggest cheerleaders, right? Your, your, con, your, your, your tribe, your, real, your close tribe. You have the other tribe on the other side, the haters, <laughs> okay, who just have a dark hole for a soul. All right. They're, they're upset. They're not happy with life. You pray for them. Or as we say in Texas, we say, bless their hearts. All right. Yeah. And then you have that middle bucket. Well, unfortunately, most people, when they start something new, we, we pay attention to the ugly bucket. Even though we had, a, you know, a million people open an email. Yeah. We had one negative troll respond something or say something negative online. And that shoots you all in the foot when that one person really isn't going to pay any attention or help you with your bottom line. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what you have to do is say no to the trolls and that they're but and focus on your, your the people that love you, serve them, and then the people in the middle that don't know you that are on the fence. If you serve those two buckets, you'll be much happier, and eventually, that those trolls will go away because they get gonna get tired of thrust throwing that you're not paying attention, or you'll convert them, and then they'll show up. So, oh, I remember when you started off back in the day, and yeah. you're like, <laughs> yeah, I remember when you were a troll back in the day. Too, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's hard for people yeah. in, in such a, a social, you know, when you think about everything that's going on um, online and politics and religion and COVID, people are so much haters out there. Yeah. Uh, you, you have to have a bit of a filter and mm-hmm. a bit of a thicker skin and realize, hey, if you're doing something good, mm-hmm. pay attention to those that you're trying to serve. Not everybody is your client. Not everybody is your audience. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a fourth, fourth bucket right there. All the bots on Instagram and <laughs> on Facebook. You know, that, oh man, these are so annoying now. Don't pay attention to the fourth bucket either. Um, yeah. But I, but I love what, what you're saying. And I actually read up a, a, a fun fact, I guess, this morning that it was, it takes around five kind of like positive thoughts to take over one negative thought, right? So that means a negative thought take a lot of bandwidth inside of you it takes away a lot and that that is the opportunity cost too right but what could you be doing through that time that you're spending worrying about the hater so just like you said push it aside don't pay attention to it and focus on the person the people that want your help that you can serve the best don't worry don't worry about the chunky thoughts the is, that, ch- is, that, is that how we're gonna call them the chunky thoughts the negative thoughts is that what you want to <laughs> call them sure you know, I agree to that. I think you have to implement a, a next or a next method mentality. And as an athlete, I played college football for a couple of years, and we always would say, like, don't let one one bad play affect the next bad play. Mm. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. And you hear this all the time about quarterbacks since the NFL season starting up and stuff like that. Hey, they threw an interception. Don't let that bother you. Keep move on. Yep. And and I long ago, I think I get this from my dad. It would always say, listen, shit's gonna happen. You know, life is not fair. Yep. You're going to have bad things happen. The idea yeah, is here is yeah. not let one bad item, bad thought, bad comment derail you from what you're focused. Because if you allow a bad thought or bad comment derail you, you have a weak mind and they are winning. All right. So I'm always a big believer. If something bad happens, we get a bad comment or something like that. I'm like, uh, uh, how, can we fix it? Great. If we can fix it, we'll fix it. If we can't fix it, hey, 
We can only get 30 seconds to bitch about this, and then we need to move the hell on. Because yes, now yes. they're winning and taking our valuable time. Never put bad, good energy after bad energy. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, yeah. with that... We, we grew up playing soccer that relates so much, right? Imagine yeah. if you spend all 90 minutes focusing on the mistake you made on minute one, the bad pass. The game's yeah. over. Game's over right I, there. When when I first came here to the States, right? Like, we came in to, on soccer scholarships, right? And my first coach was this British guy. And, uh, oh, man, bless his heart. Same thing. He, right? was, like, he was in the third bucket. <laughs> he was in the third bucket. <laughs> so, and I remember, like, you know, we we, we had we were very lucky to have experiences playing in Europe. And, and uh, the sport is so much developed there, right? And we come here... And it's like this British dude, and he puts a subs in a sub in two plays. Like this is less than five minutes, two plays, and the rules here in the states are a little bit different. That takes him out after two bad passes. Like this guy's coming in cold, right? It's gonna happen, right? Comes out, it destroyed the confidence of that player for about a month, right? Because then right. you're playing out of fear, and you're like, what's going on, right? So we have to like we have to assume like life is just like sports for those that, that are in athletics that it we're gonna relate a lot to these situations right mm -hmm. and I remember that was the last year of that coach in that college because of the the crazy things that were happening to the athletes mentally we were upset because yeah. like if you go out to the field or if you go out to perform in a video or if you go out to perform in a sales call whatever right and something happens right we get it like you said be very strong mentally to do that. How do we develop that through reps, right? through reps? And like you said, not letting that derail that. So I remember I, bought, I was so happy that uh, we had a new coach because I'm like, man, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, I think everybody wishes they could have Pep Guardiola. Uh, how do you say yeah, it? Yeah. From Manchester City coaching them. Yes, in soccer, right? <laughs> absolutely. Because I think he's such a good aspect of it. I don't know if you watched the Netflix series or the Amazon series uh, from Manchester City. Um, that came out. Yeah, it's he talks right greatly about that. The mindset and it's, it's into his play, moving and passing the ball back and forth and stuff like that. So yeah, you get yeah. beyond screwing stuff up, and you only make mistakes really if you try to hang on too long for it. Mm -hmm. Using your team, using your systems to score, and the offense and the defense side of things. Yeah. It's such a great analogy when it comes to being an entrepreneurship. Yeah. Is if you try to take the ball all the way yourself. Uh, he's gonna have a hard time, but you got to put it in the hands of systems or yeah. software or other people to get things done, like what you guys are doing. Yeah, so, put yourself in. Yeah, put yourself in an opportunity for for success. I absolutely love that. Thank you for sharing this. And now I, I want to move on a little bit to your podcast, right? And what opportunities has it created for your business? I mean, you said in the last. 18 months, I actually read this from your website, 18 months raised over 50 million or invested over 50 million in assets. Absolutely amazing, right? Mind blowing. And I'm not saying this is because of just the podcast or whatnot. Obviously, there's so much more that goes into that. But if my math is, is right, you've been publishing this podcast for about four or five years, right? At three episodes a week, that, that'll that give uh, four years. There we go. Let's go. Thank you, mom. She's a math teacher. She <laughs> will be proud right now. Yeah, public uh, math. <laughs> and, and you said you got into the note space in 2008. Was that correct? Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm curious, what has been the change? What have you seen from four years ago compared to, you know, that math is a little bit more difficult as 24 years. So, 20, well, no. For so, for so here's how <laughs> you know. <laughs> so the so the podcast is because it comes down to a couple of things. Like we all know, I look at engagement, yep. people engaging with us. So yeah. we all know Facebook has about a one percent engagement mm -hmm. aspect of thing percentage. YouTube's about eleven to fifteen percent, depending on how niche your channel is. When you start seeing that podcast have an eighty six percent or greater engagement to people listening to the very end, you're in their ears. And as podcasters, we're all looking for more earballs and eyeballs to see yeah. our message, right? And so when I started my podcast, I was sharing content and sharing episodes and doing it daily. And I started getting phone calls from people, people that would call me up and say, hey, I listened to your podcast or I heard you on somebody else's podcast. Mm. And I'm always trying to be on two other podcasts a week. So I hit 100 podcasts every year yeah, as a guest. Yeah. And so that's pretty easy to do if you just systematize it. And I started getting phone calls. I heard you on somebody else's podcast and I've been binging yours. I'm ready to sign up for a class, your coaching, or hey, I don't want to do the work. I'd rather write a check to invest with you or, or buy an asset from you. And when we started, started seeing that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is one of our strongest facets for marketing. Don't get me wrong. We do webinars. We've got yeah. YouTube videos, but we basically embrace the podcast as being our 
now are really number one source to drive wow. not, not only engagement, but to raise capital and to close deals. And we've even had asset managers at banks call mm-hmm. us up and said, oh, I came across your podcast. I've got some assets to sell. Are you interested in buying? I'm like, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah, baby. Let's, let's go. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Oh, well, that too. But, you know, all of it. The crowd is going crazy. Ballistic. Yeah. And here's another thing. When we teach, we have a high-end coaching program like a lot of people do in real estate. We And before COVID, we taught a lot of in-person people. And I had six people come at one point. Six people come at one point. Hmm. who paid 15 grand a piece for three days with me. Wow. And out of the six, I always asked them, so how did you come across me originally? How did you connect? And four of them were like, we heard your podcast or we heard you on somebody else's podcast. I was like, well, four times 15, that's 60 grand. That's worth it to just crank out content on a regular basis, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Wow. That is is amazing. I love the the context that you share in that. I think it gives up a clear path of what people need to do with their content. Start a podcast, guys, right now. It's yeah. going to increase. I mean, clearly, it's going to help you with your business. It's going it, it, to yeah. erases the perception of status around the people that are consuming your content, which, which is huge, right? Um, I, I'm curious, what was the percentage that, that you said on engagement for podcasts? It's, it's about 86. People listen to you, your 86% engagement. Wow. When you have a pod, your listeners listen to about 86% of the time, unless you're Joe Rogan and you got 20 minutes of ads to begin with, then they probably <laughs> flake off after 20 minutes. But <laughs> it, here's the thing, and I, I, it, podcasts are a benefit because you do get such high engagement. It's also can't be the only thing because only roughly 30% of Americans or less are actually listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a big mistake I see podcasters do where they're just audio. They don't do the video. They don't leverage StreamYard, Facebook Lives, Restream, Repurpose, uh, you know, Zoom, whatever, to share the message and video form. Yeah. Because basically we record the same thing. So they're literally, if all you're doing is audio, yeah. you're missing out on really 70% of the population. Yeah. And that, that's stupid. So we've always looked at, hey, how can we start, record it once and then share it everywhere so that we're expanding our web versus just leaving a big hole in the middle of the web that's letting all these people that could be clients stuff flow through. Let's share it everywhere. Yeah. And 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 and, at, and collect more people or yeah, have more uh, engagement that way. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, I one of the concepts that we've shared lately, like a lot, is the change of perception on the show, and we call it a show because there's many pieces, right? Podcast yep. is one of those pieces. Is a distribution channel for just audio, right? So um, we call Contest Profit a show because there's a behind the scenes element, there's the show element, there's the release of the audio, there's micro assets that come after, and we see it as a whole picture of yes. you know 400 plus mm-hmm. assets every single month. And like Like, yep. okay, sweet. Guess what? All the accounts grow. People are seeing you. People are like, we've had people that are like, guys, I started seeing the show like a year ago when you guys started. And I cannot believe that this is still going like as strong as possible. Like a year later, what happens? Like content co- continues to come out on their newsfeed. Like, they continue to see the face. They continue to listen to the voice. Maybe one of those days we find them in a very good day where they're like, oh, let me actually listen to that episode. Guess what? 80, 86% of like that engagement. Then now we're in their ears. We're developing the relationships. They get into the community. They start showing up. Guess what? This has to go on. So this is so important. I so, so, so thank you for doing that because yeah. I think in 210 episodes, nobody has mentioned this in our show except us. So I want people to listen. Like if you are listening right now, change your perception of just that one channel. How can you leverage that one hour, 30 minutes that you are in front of the camera and expand that reach? And there's many ways, right? And for us has been multi-purposing and creating those points of contact. But start looking at creating your own system to make sure that you can leverage the time that you're investing in creating the content. So you can be in people's ears, minds, and hearts. And hearts. Hopefully hearts, too, yes. right? Yes, <laughs> That's well, right. Yeah, love. Uh, dude, it's, it's cool. I mean, I, I love everything. <laughs> I, 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 I love what we're talking about, the... You know, the, the multi-purpose thing being in, in every platform. It actually reminds me... Do you know who Russell Brunson is? Yep. All right. So it reminds me of one of his original pitches for a funnel, which is, who's the best salesman in your company? And people's like, well, me, obviously, like I'm the best. So that I know my message. I know what I'm selling. I got the passion. And he's like, what if you could replicate yourself and be selling 24-7? And people's like, whoa, how do I do that? A funnel. Well, 
It's the same thing with the message. Who is the best person that can share your message about your brand, about what you offer to people? Yourself, right? And guess what? You can multiply yourself, be there, out there 24-7, 365, multiple platforms at the same time, right? And people get to see you and you get to be top of mind. You get that top of mind awareness, which is prime real estate when it comes to marketing, right? So now let you clearly have system processes, right? You have 600 and plus, I mean, like a thousand episodes Come of podcast right check, now. Fact, fact check. check, yeah. Okay thousand episodes <laughs> what do you do now because it's not enough to just publish it right there's promotion elements like we we talked about kind of like that multi-purpose scene but what else do you do besides now to make sure you know this is this information your brand is getting to people's ears so it's all about knowing what platforms your listeners are on you know um and sharing it where they're at not just and people are like, oh, you got to share it everywhere. No, share where your audience is at. You know, you and I had the conversation and like Instagram's not one of my big channels because yep. my avatar, my listeners are an older crowd, 45 to 65. So yeah. they don't spend a lot of time on Instagram, but they do spend time on Facebook, LinkedIn, yeah. and then also YouTube and, and some Facebook. So you want to go where everything is. I always say like, it's nice to add a, a different channel a little bit once you've mastered it. I mean, I have an Instagram. We've got some followers on there, but our biggest engagement is YouTube and LinkedIn and then our email yeah. databases. So, um, you know, Gary Vee talks about taking your, your content and sharing across four channels. I think it's easy to share, find eight channels, four major ones, and then four minor ones that fit in with your niche. But yes. um, yeah. besides recording it, then we, we transcribe the full blog for SEO that goes to our website, not just chapters, word for word yeah. transcription. Yeah. So that boosts, boosts our website. We also take that description and put it into our YouTube videos. Mm. We've got a VA that does it about a week later. Um, you know, sharing it to YouTube, sharing it live, you using Restream yep. to rebroadcast the recording after we do a little bit of editing. We're, we're not a big big editor. I pay a guy on five or ten bucks to come and add my intro, outro, and yes. then basically Goes tweak out. a couple of things. And then yep. it's just keeping it simple, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like re remove the friction, right? Like, how yeah, can exactly. we continue to execute? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just having the systems. I got a full. We've got a full production company, so I'm not having to do the work. It's cheaper than me paying somebody to do it. So it's a matter of I okay, record it, upload it, let them do the work. It gets uploaded and then emailed out to mm -hmm. our guests, or it gets emailed out to our listeners, and then posted in yeah. in blogs and YouTube videos and stuff like that so that once it's recorded yeah. it's literally going out seven or eight or nine different places yeah without me having to do all the work yeah. that's amazing keyword I mean key phrase without you having to do <laughs> all the work right systems and processes people yeah. miss that right and it's it's very easy to get lost in building a system that is so dependable of yourself you are creating the content you are doing this editing oh no i have to have i need to have full control of this part of my message and you are afraid of you know hiring somebody that can probably do it better honestly right and then guess what we are not putting our attention and focus on the things that can actually move the needle within our business yeah i, I delegation think delegation is mm. one of the hardest things for entrepreneurs to uh, let go of. We all yes. have, like you said, we are all control freaks as entrepreneurs. I got to do it, make it perfect. If I don't do it, it's not going to be perfect. Here's the big thing. If you, we all have a smartphone, a Samsung or an iPhone. Yeah. yeah. What version is this? This is like version like 50, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. They didn't wait to try to make it the phone perfect on the front end side. They sent it out to begin with and they, every evolution, they made it better. That's yeah. how it works with marketing. Yeah. That's how it works. So you delegate the first time that somebody does it for it may not be perfect but it's going to get better. And as long as it's 70 to 80% of where you need to be, hey, you've just ex you just cloned yourself yeah. and cloned your time frame and yeah. doubled your hourly wage or doubled what you're worth because now you have somebody doing the the, the nitty-gritty work and as a mentor of mine once said if you're doing $15 an hour jobs, you're going to have a $15 an hour bank account. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Pa absolutely. Powerful. Yeah, powerful. I well, we remember like the first time that we launched Asia or not even launched, we recorded 
it has so much friction because you know uh, Mr. Perfection is here. With, you know, wanted <laughs> the two cameras and the light, and uh, we were in his room. Actually, we were in a two bedroom apartment, and we had to like move the bed to one side. The setup took about an hour, and then after we're like, okay, we recorded the thing after like an hour and, and retakes and do it again because it's not perfect. And I'm doing air quotations here, right? And then never it never got edited, right? Because there was so much stuff, and we're like, and at the time there was no team, no nothing. It was just us. And that stayed there. And then yeah. it took us another year to even try. That, that That's how bad the scar was. Because it took us another year to even try and record something. And before we even launched Content is Profit, we were doing the Facebook Live. And we did about two seasons. And then we're like, this is working. Ah, mm -hmm. how can we now take the equipment that we bought about a year ago and use it? <laughs> so we're like, sounds good. Let's launch a show. And it's like you said, it's like minimum editing. Really, what happens here goes out live on the audio platform and we're okay with it right we're like this is perfect you know i remember episode 200 i'm playing with the mic and the whole thing sh like falls off in the middle of the show right it will happen right I a little bit more exaggerated because it's me and it's always happened to me but you know if you pay attention like you will get better i promise you i promise you uh so yeah another another great uh reminder yeah. for everybody absolutely scott i'm, I'm curious do you leverage the podcast in any other way right and for a little bit of context on this question, we do with the guests that we bring on, right? We're like, oh man, these are the people that could be potential partners, right? There could be some synergy, maybe work together in the future. And I think some people know about this power, right? We're, I mean, right now we're building trust. We're building a relationship, talking for a yeah. full, full hour, right? And I think some people haven't grasped that concept yet of the power of relationship building that a podcast have. Uh, so I'm curious, do you leverage in any way? Yeah, you have to. It, it, I like to have people on or be on people's podcasts that I want to have a conversation with. Yep. And I always look at it as like it's an hour or 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one coaching of some sort. How to mm -hmm. build a rapport with that individual, yeah. how to add value. And that's why we always try to let, I mean, the people I have on it often become our sponsors of our show or they become a sponsor for something else I'm doing, wow. or it becomes a guest appearance for somebody in my network that I know that I add value to their stuff without asking for anything. It's just yeah. like, hey, I think so-and-so would be great. Are you looking for podcast interviews? Well, great, talk to this person, this person, or mm. hey, I know you're trying to get booked. Call this guy up, tell him I sent you. It'll be a warm conversation. And we've seen business grow from that. We've seen joint ventures grow from that. We've seen wow. affiliate partnerships. Uh, it's led to me speaking on other stages, like, hey, I want you to have, be a part of this. Um, and, and that's the thing it goes beyond just that 30 minutes to do it it's just you have opportunities like I had yep, yep. you know I had, I had a guy on the other day from a national bank well we've got a partnership we're setting up I got a guy coming on Wednesday for a thing I'm doing and he pitched this whole lending platform partnership for us I'm like oh this is stupid for me not to say yes to yeah you know yep. and, and that's the thing is you yeah. know it's a you never know what we're all like one connection away from amazing things happen. Oh, baby, let's go. The one connection away. Love it. It, it. These days, you never know who's listening. I mean, I have people, hey, I heard your show. I want to be on like, a, we've got a trade magazine called Scotsman Guide in our industry for, in, mm. in the note in the mortgage industry. Well, the CEO reached out to me. I'm talking to him tomorrow. He said, hey, I want to talk to you about how we can expand more notes. I want to pick your brain. And I would love to be a guest on your podcast. And I'm like, I'd love to have you as a guest on my podcast. Yeah, and absolutely. Sure, let's do it. So to yeah. get it out now in front of, I don't know, he has 250,000 wow. names on a database of distribution yeah. list and stuff like that. That's huge. And he wants to feature me. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that, okay. This needs to be like such a big topic because. It, it, this this section right here when like leverage the show minute 40 by the way like go back and listen to that again i know implement it's like just two minutes right but because it has changed everything from us like if you mm -hmm. go to for example here, here's for reference right when we started the show it was just the two of us now we have a team of six people like like on the production side for us and for the clients that we take it's it's, it's been growing it's been fun we've been learning but everything has been done through the show, right? There's gonna be a level, there's gonna be a point where you need like support stuff. Like like yeah. for us, just so you know, like we have no blog is coming, right? The YouTube channel is very basic. That might be another field where we go in and dive in. Right? Yeah, four subscribers. I think I was your number five subscriber to your YouTube channel. We gotta talk Let, after the show. Let's we go. Talk <laughs> after the show. Yeah, so uh, there's a there's a BizBrews Clips that's out there, right? And has something and then there's the show itself, right? So again, like attention has not there because this is what we're 
where mm-hmm. our focus is on. And if you go to bizbros.co, by the way, I think the, the, the it's like under like construction, like it's paused at this time. But what was there was the sales letter and and like the hook is like the six figure sales letter, right? And it's not what you think because that was a sales letter. People are like, no, you need this piece. You need, the, you have to have all this ready to be able to build a business and, and grow. And we're like, no, you do not need to. You need the yeah. relationship, right? And obviously the results and the solution that you're offering. And we got to a point where we're like, okay, we can now apply some resources into developing that. But the first, the start, the building, it was just this platform, just this one hour to the elements that you mentioned, right? Strategic partnerships, uh, showing up in different events, yeah. authority building, different things that you can leverage to be able to create that value for your dream customer. So I want people to understand, right? That That's so valuable and go ahead and do it. Go invite that person to your interview, to your Zoom room, to your stream, your whatever that you really want to have a conversation with. I promise you, out of 200 uh, uh, interviews that we've had, only one person said no, and we got them to say yes after another guest. After we threatened them. Oh, what? And, and, oh, shouldn't should <laughs> have said that. Oh, yeah. so, by the way, and the reason they, the, the reason they said no is because we couldn't get past their gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. But the second we communicate with him, he was like, absolutely, let's do it, right? So it can't happen for everybody. And, and you look at it's it's gotten so much easier to have people on podcasts because they're every stuck at home. Yeah, it's you know so much what I mean? They're looking, I mean, look at Matt, look at Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Uh, you know, all right, all right, all right. I'm gonna write a book and I'm gonna be on a bunch of podcasts because I'm yep. gonna be running for governor. But yeah. if anything, I'm gonna go out and promote my soccer club, the you know Austin Football Club, and I'm gonna yep. show up in a green suit and play the bongos. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's mar- you know you think about. Think about that, how marketing has changed. Most of the stars are behind gatekeepers and agents Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But you look at a lot of them, they've all got podcasts. And they like sharing, swapping. uh, Was it Anna Kendrick's got a a popular one? A lot of them are coming out. And they want that. Yeah. Uh That, that, uh, you know, what do you call it? Not marketing, but that exposure in a lot of cases. Yeah. To go out there and, you know, just ask. You never know who you'll get to say yes to. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, you can see now. The networks coming up, you can see, you know, Spotify uh, buying podcasts, building their own podcast, HubSpot. Now they have their own couple of podcasts that they're launching. It's a, it's a space that is growing, lots of potential. But I'm curious, until when do you see this growth, right? What, what, how long do you think it will last for people to have access to other people as open, I would say, as freely as they, as they have it right now, right? Because I would think it will get to a moment where there's going to be some sort of, of wall right there. And, you know, there's going to be a differentiation between, let's call them level A influencers and level C. And it's going to be a challenge to get a hold of certain people. How, how do you see this, this growing? So my opinion, uh, and that's just an opinion, that and $4 might buy you a cup of coffee at some point. <laughs> But podcasting is what, one and a half million podcasts out there, something like that is the numbers yeah. I think I've seen somewhere. Yeah. And that may seem like a lot, but that's still minuscule when you think about all the blogs, the YouTube channels, and the Facebook profiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A podcast is becoming much more like a business card these days. It's a business card or like a book. You know how everybody's like, oh, I'm a bestseller at one point. Well, yeah. that got watered down with Amazon. Well, yes, I'm an Amazon bestseller at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> but yeah. no, you know, for my 10 buddies that bought that time, I'm a bestseller. Now. At 90 cents for the Kindle version. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the bestseller in motivation, you know, or mm-hmm. midnight sales. I hate to say that, but podcasting is becoming a little like that. But... It's becoming like that if you don't stick to it. What adds value is consistency, hitting 100 podcast episodes, 200 people use it for writing things. You know, yeah. you have all, think about all the yeah. the, the series, you know, like uh, Southern Fried True Crime is a great example. Out there, they've got chapters every year that they do a chapter, or you've got some series that are coming out that are only 13 episodes or 20 episodes, and they're, they're leveraging that for, for content. Yeah. I think we're going to hit, hit a point and then there's going to be a huge number where Apple goes in or other thing, and they just basically, if it's not been active for a year, they're just going to a clean sweep and reset the numbers in mm. a lot of cases. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and those, you know, there are you know platforms, with, especially with Spotify, and some other, they're trying to build and you're going to see more, may not as big as Joe Roca's contract, but others kind of move to that yeah. paywall. But that paywall is a good thing. It's also a very bad thing. 
Yeah. Because anytime you have a paywall or you restrict the ability for people to come in, people are hesitant, especially to spend dollars these days. They want to hear something. They want to get to know you. And there's nothing better than being in somebody's ear for 30 minutes or an hour yeah. that they get to know you and build rapport. Yeah. And I think you have to keep doing, hey, I've got a thousand episodes or I've got you, you can't do the bare minimum and try to get by, which is what most people want to do. Hey, I'm going to record 10 episodes and I want to monetize immediately. Yep. You can do that, but if you're not yeah. consistent and flaking off like a lot of people, mm-hmm. it's a consistency. Yeah. It's, it's going to be the most value. So you really need to set a, a safe, kind of like, hey, I need to get to 50 episodes. I need to get 100 episodes. Yeah, And maybe you go from daily to twice a week a little bit to because that's a lot of momentum and a lot of stuff mm-hmm. to work on. Yeah, But you really got to say, hey, who's in your field? Who's in your niche? And look at what they're doing yeah. as a bit of an idea how to compete. I mean, I, I'm, I'm yeah. lucky that when I started, there was maybe one other podcast in the note space, and it was two students of mine yeah. That, yeah. that did it for two years before I did. Then when I found out they weren't going to do their podcast because they were going separate ways, I was like, there's an opportunity. Let yeah. me jump on this. Absolutely. And now there's six or seven other podcasts in my niche. But, yeah. you know, it's, it, we ours is still the number one because the fact is it's consistent. Yeah. We show up. You know, not everybody likes me. You're going to have haters. And sometimes I think haters just listen just to hate, which is, yeah. okay, I'll take that download number. Thank you very much. Absolutely. B- bucket number three, guys. Bucket, <laughs> bucket number, number three. three. Um, <laughs> uh, wait, real quick. Um, I, I love what you're sharing. And just so you know, uh, team, cut this part right here in five years when this prediction happens. We're just going <laughs> to throw, throw just it in social media it, like Gary Vee. Put, you know? put it in the prediction <laughs> folder. That, that's how it happened. Prediction folder. Yeah. You know, it's, fu- it's funny you say that because I've been called note. <laughs> Tradamus before. No, Tradamus. Oh man, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's okay. Honestly, we got the studio clap. Compared to my brother jokes, that was a. Pre- I, I I thought it was a pretty good joke. Hey, man, I, I yeah, like this it. this is gonna happen. There's gonna hopefully be- the crowd knows who Nostradamus is and they put one and two together. You know. Wow, you had to call the the this joke. I mean, no, for the, the, <laughs> okay. the crowd, the audience. Anyways, okay. Stop, Fancy, stop. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, people got the joke. So here's <laughs> here's a very striking uh, stat, right? Between 70% to 80% of podcasts don't go past episode seven. It's like, what? Right. They're, those are all hosted on Anchor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I had zero experience with Anchor. But, like, but so so here's the thing, right? Like, it shows a lot of, okay, what is the commitment, right? Why are we actually publishing in the first place? And a lot of the things, if you are a business or a service provider or a coach, right? It's gonna, like, we gotta understand, we gotta assume that it's gonna take time, right? So it's like, if we wanna monetize it, right? How, well, like, what's the fastest path to cash? There's many of those, but at the same time, it's like the, the double platform that we saw, like audience building, yes, it's gonna come with consistency. So if we crush, you know, between five or two a week, right? Like, it depends on your capacity. And mm-hmm. if you wanna find out more about this, we have the Publishing Pyramid training. Just send us a, a quick DM. We talk about this. And then on the back end, it's like, what is my fastest path to cash? Those relationships, strategic partnerships, deals, different things that can happen with the person that we have that conversation with. So we just encourage you, you guys to like consider like how like how does that look like as far as like who's my dream person that i'm gonna have a conversation with that 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 conversation the topic itself is gonna help my audience find solutions to their problems and build the trust that i need to then later bring them into my world so it's a it's a whole ecosystem that we can develop and it's not that hard to start executing on it right um so this has been Incredibly useful, wonderful, so awesome. Yeah. Uh, Fancy, do, do you have any any other smart questions? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I ran on my list of questions. Yeah. Thank you so much. But we do have two questions that we always ask towards the end of the episode. And I'm going to actually put a parenthesis here because we talk about this, right? We do this as a show. So we get these segments and then we get to use these little bits for multi-purposing, right? And putting them all over the place. Kind of like, you know, the live show with Jimmy Fallon and all, all those. If you go on YouTube, they have those very specific segments that they multi-purpose. So, close parentheses, and we're going to go with the two <laughs> questions. Scott, number one is, what is that action point for somebody that is, let's say they already started their publishing journey, but they might be a little lost on, I'm not hitting the right audience, I'm not getting the engagement that I want, or... I'm, I ju- I'm just, you know, throwing spaghetti against the wall. <laughs> the number one action is to reach out to somebody who's successful. 
Um, most successful people are willing to give their time 30 minutes, an hour to somebody who's brand new and help you overcome. And I've found that in the podcasting industry is such a friendly environment because we're not really all, we're not competitors. We're not really yep. chasing for the same thing. We yeah, have similar audiences, yeah. but it's a different thing. So reach out to somebody who's a peer, somebody who's doing well, and then listen to them. Be coachable. Too many people ask for counsel and then they're given counsel. They don't want to do that because they're lazy or they want to do the bare minimum. If yeah. somebody tells you to go do A, B, and C to get six pack abs, just going to C isn't going to get it done. You've got to do A, B, and C yeah. to yeah. do that. So be coachable. If you're struggling, reach out to somebody and listen to what they're saying and go for them. You really have to have a passion about it. If you're just trying to be a, a flash in the pan, you're not going to find success and you've got it. Got to realize it's an investment in time and investment in energy to find success. The most successful yes. people are because they've been consistent. They've taken more reps. They've done more than what you do. And that's why they're at the top. Yes. Love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I hope you listening right now have pen and paper and you wrote that down. If not, back up like a minute, listen to it again and write it down. And, I mean, then, and it, then do the reps. It, it can be your notes app in your phone too. Doesn't doesn't have to be pen and paper. Pen fancy. and paper. It's proven, <laughs> it's proven that when you or write just, it. Or or just send the file to rev.com and have it transcribed for a dollar twenty five a minute or octopus. Or honor yeah. and have it transcribed free. So, free there. Yeah, look at look yeah. at that. Look at or you can go to Upwork, put a full on application for a VA, and then tell, hey, can you write this for me? You know, <laughs> friction. <Simple>. Yes. <laughs> Keep it simple. Keep it, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Scott, the last question here is: Where would you be if you didn't publish? Oh my gosh, if I didn't publish, where would I be? Mm -hmm. I would probably not be where I'm at today. I would probably be working back in corporate America. There's nothing wrong with having a, a nine to five or a J-O-B, but I like to think of myself as unhirable because my hourly, what we bring in on an annual basis is more than what I would be getting. And I would not have nearly accomplished the things that I've been able to accomplish. I wouldn't have been able to go to the places that I've gone to and travel And that's all come from the fact that I started publishing and sharing things. And I realized that uh, the videos I was doing, I may not have had any views on it for months or two months, but it was all adding to my online resume. It was all adding to yeah. content that would yeah. be there for people to go back and check it out. So I don't know what I'd be doing. Probably a coach or probably working as a banker back for a bank. Uh, but I yeah. wouldn't have wouldn't have not lived what I have and, and accomplished what I have. So yeah. that's, that's, that's one of the most important things that there is freedom and doing your own thing. Yeah. And I mean, you have good days and bad days, but I will tell you right now, the bad days now are so much higher than the, the peaks were when I was working at a J-O-B. Wow. Thank you so much. I love how you spell the word J-O-B. It's like the, it's like Voldemort, you know, you don't say, you don't say the name. Just over broke. <laughs> yeah. And I also love the, how you call it, the online resume. I think that is, yeah. that it's a, a good way to put it because People do their research. They're, everybody at heart, you know, at the, at, at the bottom of our hearts, we're a little creepy sometimes, you know, and we're going to do the research. We're going to be like, who's that person? Check their Facebook, check their Instagram, check everything. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, I can trust this person on the other side. Yeah. And the better your online resume looks, the more trust you're going to get from those people. Yes, as long as you're not putting fish lips up, showing your ass, and squeezing your boobs together. Yeah, that works yes, really well. Yes, yeah. absolutely. No, no, we're not work with any of us. We're too no, hairy for no, that. No cat, <laughs> no, <laughs> no catfishing. No catfishing over here. Uh, uh, it, it, instead of TNA, it's tr uh, it's truth and true assets, not just an ass. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, this, this episode is turning a, a turn for the the late night show. We're gonna <laughs> <laughs> like okay. Here, here's what here's what everybody's looking for, and this is a true honest thing. Everybody's looking for more ass. Okay, <laughs> and by ass, I mean ass, assist, strategize, and support. Okay. Oh. So if you want to get more ass, you need to turn into the content is profit live show, everybody. Let's oh. go. <laughs> Let's go. I love it. We I just found it. our episode hook, by the way. Yes, uh, so Fonzie, I made notes over there. Okay. I wrote it on more ass. Okay. Minute 858 <laughs> right here. Ooh. Thank you so Thank much, Scott. Thank you, man. my man. All right. Scott, where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? Where can people like learn more about what you do? Yeah, it's really easy. You can go out to the website, weclosenotes.com. 
Uh, very simple. That's our main website with our podcasts, our blogs, our classes, stuff like that. You can check out all the podcasts I've been a guest on on my media page. Uh, but WeCloseNotes.com is the main page. Or you can always check me out. I'm usually the only one Scott Carson out there, except for an English soccer keeper, Scott Carson. <laughs> so I'm the second most famous Scott Carson out there. Let's go. I think you beat him, honestly, because... Who, who knows? Yeah, who knows the other is Scott Carson? That's, that's our international audience knows, not the United States. Part. <laughs> awesome, Scott. Yeah. Thank you so much. Is there anything we, we might have missed out that you want to add before we head out? Here's the biggest thing, ladies and gentlemen. Your only thing you guarantee by not taking action, by not hitting the publish button, is failure. It doesn't do you any bit of good to record something and not share it with the world. Embrace the suck, yeah. fail forward, and embrace success. That's what you have to do. You're going to suck. Everybody sucks at first. Just get it out there. Hit that publish button. Share it. Start sharing your message, and you'll be a lot happier in the long run. And, of course, hit that subscribe button and leave a five-star review for these guys now. If you love what they're doing, do it now. Yes. Thank, <laughs> thank you, you so Scott. much, Scott. I appreciate the, the shout-out. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Uh, it was so fun having this conversation with you, man, too. To many more years of success in publishing and the business. Uh, yep. And uh, with that said, thank you so much for tuning to the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite platform and on social media at BizBrosCo. That is right. And Scott here, help you move one step closer to your goal. Please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys.